0: Washington Clarence, Southwest 8504. Southwest 8504. Southwest 8504. Or do you have our uh, flight plan off or do we need to uh, have a file file for it? Hello, and welcome to Telerotor RC. This is episode 5, titled, Radios. This is Robert Monty, and with me I have Michael Shaggy Parker. What's up? And Mike Grumpy DePaulo.
1: I'm not grumpy tonight.
2: Really, <laughs> for once. That's the first.
0: Yeah, we've had we've had fun I'm talking awake today. This
2: time. I'm barely awake myself.
0: I slept a lot after we got back from uh, AMA Expo East. That was a lot of driving, and I had a lot. I had I had little sleep.
2: It was a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of driving.
0: So, uh, getting right into it, what we did since last episode, uh, I think first up we'll do a recap of uh, AMA Expo East. Uh, what do you got, Shaggy?
2: Uh, well, okay, so it all started basically Friday night, getting off at work at like 9.30, getting to Rob's house around 10.30, and then not freaking going to bed until one thirty. <laughs> That's the start of it right there. You got so, to bed earlier
0: than one thirty.
2: No, okay, one fifteen. But I am not. But I'm not exaggerating after that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. My eyes <laughs> may have been closed, but I know I wasn't asleep.
0: Oh, great! One of those.
2: <laughs> yeah, I heard everything around me. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: I heard it. I didn't get much sleep uh, either. I think uh, I laid in bed and finally I just started watching. Um, Uh, finally watching, uh, uh, I've been binge watching, uh, Longmire on Netflix, and I was watching a little bit of that. Yeah, it's a show that came out in A&E, and, uh, its last season was
2: 2017. Okay. Um. Yeah, but, yeah, I only got about maybe, like, an hour and a 45 minutes of sleep out of that. Yep. Uh, (laughs) that was, that was not fun. I mean, being up, like, you know. 15-16 15-16 hours the previous day on Friday, and then only getting an hour and forty five minutes of sleep for a twenty four, twenty five hour shift, pretty much. <laughs> uh never done that before, so it was a fun and exhausting experience. But uh that's basically how it started. Uh should I continue on any more than that or do you want to just get the mic after that?
0: Uh you know, I uh, I'll I'll put my part in and we can pick put 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 Mike's part in for the driving part, but yeah, I, I woke up uh, I think I woke up around two and uh got my uh my eldest daughter up, Christina, who uh some of you might have heard in uh, one of the past episodes. Um uh, we got out of the house by uh got out of the house at three, got at uh got to Mike's house at four nineteen AM.
1: Yeah, I just stayed up the whole time, it was easier.
0: Yeah, we kept yelling at you to get some sleep. And uh yeah, we got. Uh, you're even even. Uh, yeah, I got to got to uh, converse with your mother a little bit there, uh, DePaulo. She uh, she was giving feedbacks like I've been telling him to get ready. He's been playing with his cat.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's an adorable piece of crap. I got to pay attention to him a little bit. What what did you do to the cat? What did you do? Harass him as usual because he does it to me. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: when he's when that his cat's thing. busy not sticking his paws into Mike's charger fans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See? You can't leave her alone.
0: Yeah. No, we got uh got Mike and there we did the Tetris game in my trunk, got uh got packed up and started heading north for New Jersey. Um Yeah, I think uh I drove and then my daughter drove for a bit and then Mike finished off the trip on the way up. And uh we got to the expo. Uh got there eight AM. We have, we got in right be right before uh, Eaton and uh Eaton showed up, so that was not, that not was not awesome.
2: Too far, not too much close.
0: Yeah.
1: Not
2: not too much closer. But uh I will add in to that travel there. We did make a pit stop at uh one of those uh what is it called? Um Oh <laughs> uh, shoot. The the, <laughs> the 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 resting areas. And, yeah. and They had a Burger King, so we ate at Burger King. And, well, crap, it's early in the morning, no Whoppers. How can you not go to Burger King without a Whopper? Then I see this sign, this glorious sign that says, now serving Burger Kings at 8 a.m. I'm getting all excited, you know. I was like, yes, Whopper! Look at my watch, 7.35. (laughs) Damn. So I guess what I didn't have that day a whopper, a whopper. Yep, yep. Didn't get my whopper. So yeah, <laughs> then we get. Then we arrived at uh, at the uh, Secaucus, New Jersey.
0: Yep, the uh, Meadowlands Expo Center,
2: which is really cool because we actually saw. Uh, it was very foggy, but we were able to see New York City from then. Never been this close to New York City before. Been to Buffalo and Canada from there, and Niagara Falls and all that stuff, but never went to the city part of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, there's some pretty cool views from uh, the turnpike of uh, the New York City skyline. Yeah, so we got to the expo and got a lot of our gear unpacked. And you guys started charging batteries and tired and, you know, just getting in the swing of the expo. It, uh, once they once they opened it up at 10 a.m., it was wow, packed. Wow, it was packed. Yeah, it was great to see. There's a ton of people there. Um, didn't you guys get a chance to walk around, look around?
1: A little bit, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, last year I made the mistake. I didn't get really any chance to look around any vendor stuff, and I really wanted to make my way out this year. I, I sure did, and I'm I'm hitting myself now because uh, Sullivan uh, Products was there. Uh-huh. Guys who who make the starter we all love, the Dynatron. I noticed they had a uh, they had the uh, Heli Heli wand, the Heli starter wand. I meant to pick that up, but yeah, things are what they are. I didn't. Um, also, some of those things
2: where you know you, you, you like, ah, I can wait 20% off sale, yeah, whatever,
1: ah, I can get another time. And then you're like, damn, I should have got it. I'm still kind of fond of the soft mount ones because you can break them down, and if something goes wrong, they slip.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. yeah if the engine floods, uh, the, 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 the rubber, the rubber grip usually slips, um, before you do, you oh, know, oh, ultimate yeah, damage, real damage <laughs> that and, um. I mean, if you're in dire need of getting smacked in the cojones,
1: the wand, <laughs> the,
0: the wand and the rubber boot always delivers. You could be 50 yards from that thing. Someone will spool it up and it'll somehow hit you in the cojones. It's going
1: to happen when you yeah. least expect it. It's to happen.
2: <laughs> yep. Wham! <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you hear someone's voice just go like 10 decibels higher.
0: <laughs> hey, I find it's the quickest way to wake yourself up before that demo flight you got to do that everyone's watching. <laughs> um, yeah, also saw Scorpion there, which was really awesome. Or not Scorpion. Yeah. Uh Innovative Designs. Innovative Designs was there and of course they're a, they're a dealer uh they're one of the uh you know dealers for Scorpion. So they had the tools all out and man, the, Scorpion's got a lot of tools. I even uh yeah, they do. yeah, you you picked up something, didn't you, Shaggy?
2: Yeah, yeah, I got two, I got uh, a, I prefer MIP drivers, but again, I never use Scorpion, so I can't really compare too well, I just really like the feel of MIPs, but I, MIP doesn't make a 4mm hex, so I picked up the 4mm hex, it was like 9 bucks, it was like, dang, this is pretty good price, Um, the the sale they had there was really nice, and then I actually uh, picked up the new, like, tap and die set, but it's just, I just got the die, I didn't get the taps. I just got the die set that has three different ties in it, which is actually I've been using it today. It's it's great. I love it. Yeah,
0: I really want to check that out uh, next time uh, we're at the field.
2: Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Like it, it, just it's so convenient. Instead of having this big block in your hand with two handles on it, and you have a die in the middle, it's just a handle. So like yeah. I'm, I'm threading screws and they're getting Loctite out, and I can do both hands and and get in there in, in and out a lot faster. It's just so convenient.
0: Yeah, it looked like a hex driver handle with, uh, you know, a semi-round end to hold the uh, the die, the die in it. Does it come with multiple dies?
2: Yep, it comes with three dies. It comes with a uh, two, two
0: point five, and three. Nice, nice, good sizes.
2: Yep, and they're all threaded. Um, and they go inside the handle.
0: Yeah. Wow. Awesome.
2: Yeah, I'll have to look into that. Um, yeah, it's, it's like normally thirty bucks, and of course they had that sale there. Uh, so it was pretty nice. You know, usually, oh. they, usually at these events, they'll have these 20% off sales, which is just amazing. That's the time to get them.
0: Now you're making me hit myself. Yeah. I went to go pick it up off their display and they got it like glued down to the display. I was like,
2: Oh, it's uh, it's a uh, Velcro.
0: <laughs> Velcro. Uh, it's Velcro.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If you pull guess, hard enough, it'll, it'll come off.
0: I guess I was being, uh, gentle, gentle. Yeah. No bull in the China shop.
2: Like your typical self.
0: Nah, not typical in that way. Um. Uh, you would you check out when you're wandering around there, uh, Depalo?
1: Uh, I went and looked at the extreme flight stuff because I wanted to see if there's any new planes to replace mine. Up beat up. Yeah, that's about it. Honestly. You already want to get rid of it. Yeah, pretty much. On a shaggy 135cc plane. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hundred bucks. It's yours. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> I'll pay you 120 I got a shed I'll pay you 120 Oh you suck You suck <laughs> oh, Someone's, suck, someone's suck, getting suck. diggered <laughs> Now we're just gonna use oh, it Oh don't, don't anyway. bring that up Don't no, bring not. that up
0: No I'm not I'm gonna fly they
1: to keep him,
0: uh, Genie keeps telling me To get a plane He wants me to get Dude. a plane he, wa- he wants to go out there And beat um, me up and, uh, I'm gonna say get it, Airplanes yeah, will to get teach it, you a lot yeah, he wants to go out. He wants to go out there and beat me up with F three A uh, stuff. So
1: I'll tell you, man, airplanes beat you up when it comes to learning aileron and just being on your toes. I could use that. I'll, go for I it, mean, then. I'll just, The nice I'll back out, I will forever hate gas airplane guys for the fact that I can put fifty cents of gas in that stupid plane and fly it for an hour, a whole freaking hour. Yes. <laughs> I start handing the transmitter to other people like Justin will be next to me and I'm like alright I'm going to take a dump here's the radio I'll be back <laughs> <laughs> I come back he hands it back to me and then it's like alright who else wants to fly it we still have um, 40 minutes according to the transmitter yeah yeah, it's insane Yeah. whereas my Nitro is like yeah 6 minutes I cost you 2 bucks
0: <laughs> I just don't know if I'll be as motivated as you are to fix it if I have a mishap with a well, landing
1: depends I've yeah, no noticed- Michael's you yeah. were pretty
0: motivated to fix it on the after that one landing. I, I was there with you on that on that on that on that session. I didn't go to I didn't go to Michaels with you, but I was there at the clubhouse when you were busy repairing I, it. I
1: had to experience the entire life cycle of owning an airplane in one night. Yeah. Um I also learned that throttle hold is not ideal with airplanes like it is helis. You don't do that. It goes splat.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I know at this point I've been um uh, DePaulo, i've been writing up the feedback to uh to the urcha board because urcha got you know we 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 had to we had to split coast this weekend uh, charles and Dan were out at the uh, las vegas Funfly fly and then uh eating and myself were uh eating myself pete you're so you know both shaggy and depololo we were all over at um uh, east coast so you know, we're giving back our notes on how things were going, and uh, you know, I was uh, it was really excited to see to see the people coming through this year. Um, I think I think a big part of feedback is um uh, getting more new small stuff there for guys who are playing with multirotors or playing with uh, planes. Yeah, and they and they're interested in helis because. Um- oh, Robert. I think it's a little bit of a turn-off to show them a 700-size heli and tell them it costs, you know, a lot of money.
1: So I like telling people about the Gow, They're like, yeah, you can make it expensive. You know, $600, $450, yeah, you know, that's a little pricey. Or you can put, like, cheaper stuff in it, and it still flies pretty damn nicely. You can get one rolling for, like, 400 bucks or less.
0: You know, I, I agree, but I think that's kind of the top level uh, uh, top level of price. Uh, later when we get into some of the news, uh, I'll throw out some of the prices, some of the stuff that's that's new coming out, and be like, that's awesome, dude. That kind of prices we see in new stuff is you like, can that's go awesome. go even lower.
1: KDS yeah. servos and other stuff. Or what is well, it? KST, that's it. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, um, I you can hear, go even lower.
1: I hear good things about them.
0: Yeah, I see. Uh, you know, a lot of times I I, uh, I look at a lot of uh, models when it fun flies, and yeah, I see uh, I see a fair amount of KST servos and some of the smaller helis. Um, I mean, you know, flashy they looking work. case. Yep, yeah, yep.
1: Oh, which um, reminds me. Speaking what's of, that? what's that? I thought they were out of stock forever, but no, the guys at KDS USA now have twenty in stock of the Rotor Tech three sixties.
0: Nice. Bye 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 bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I picked them all up.
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know what? For everyone who listens, it's a sad thing. Well, let me make sure of this real quick. And Matt bought a store. I'm almost like, I'm 99.9% sure he doesn't make 360s, but I want to be sure before I say something really stupid on the air.
0: Oh.
1: No, he, he did 325s, that's, and they were, that's a first. they were good.
0: That's a first. But then he
1: never did any more small blades. For yeah, those just, just 326s.
0: For those who don't know, I am the gatekeeper of what usually ends up coming out on these episodes.
1: Okay, yeah. So mine just is three twenty fives. They're good, but if you want the float, you got to go like the three sixties on the gallery. The thing is, the the closest thing I've been able to find to rails without actually buying rails. So for someone who likes the the tracking and everything of rails, being able to get the Rotatex for in three sixties for the X three is kind of bomb, and they're twenty two dollars. Nice. It's amazing. It's like he's direct buying them from Funky or something. <laughs> but the point being, it's like, wait a minute. Funky blades, the good ones. At half price. Yes, give me all of these. <laughs> Cause otherwise they're like forty a pop and it's like painful to crash those in an X three. It's like that's the whole point I own this helicopter, is to crash it into bushes and be like, oh that's hilarious. But you see how it splattered? Pieces went everywhere. <laughs>
0: Uh, you know, they actually contained itself pretty well. It you did. picked up you picked up everything.
1: Uh, I mean nothing actually came off of it except a piece of blade. I was like, oh, this sucks.
0: Yeah, that was a that was a top half without a weight. And it was it slid on the concrete. Um
1: yeah, Don't forget about changing your pitch expo and then start playing with one inch margins. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll yell at you about that another day. Um you know, so you know, finish up on the uh, recap of AMA Expo East, um, you know, one thing that was really crazy is I went down the the aisle that had a lot of surface guys in it and that thing was packed.
2: There was that a lot was, of surface stuff.
0: That thing was, was there was quite packed a bit for the for the for most of the day, and I was seeing fifth scale in there and, and all sorts of stuff. It was packed.
1: I saw the guy with the fifth scale uh, turbine Baja. Turbine I I can I think, all I could think of is, like, why did you stop at a 100? or bust! 210 or bust.
2: <laughs> two ten or bust. I, I wonder... <laughs> going I wonder, over a
1: jump and just just, just get some freaking air. Just fly, man. You need a motor with 40 pounds of thrust or something obnoxious.
0: Uh, Inspector Gadget. Yes. Go
1: go, Inspector Gadget Wings! <laughs> that might be part of the reason why I only put 100 in there, is because it actually gets airborne. 100 is no joke, though, to be fair. Yeah. Awesome.
0: The other thing I was seeing is uh, Horizon Hobby was there selling stuff, and uh, they had a
1: whole shop.
0: The, yeah, they had a whole they had a whole aisle wall of themselves, and there was uh, every time I walked by the the pretty much the whole well, there was always packed. people there packed. It uh, wasn't a line, but the whole counter was packed full of people. Just like I want that.
1: Shaggy didn't <laughs> buy a micro whoop. Why, man? I should have. Why no tiny whoop? Y- you need to have.
0: Here, break, break my heart. How much were they selling them for?
2: Uh, n- not really all that great. About close to
1: retail. About a hundred bucks for the pro. That's about right, though.
2: And that's about normal I mean, price. as a
1: tangent, I'm really happy they came out with that, because for so long, everyone was modding them or building them, and they finally just decided, wait a minute, we can sell more of these to the enthusiasts if we just make exactly what they're all buying anyway. Yeah. Yeah. A lightweight, flash programmable board... No goofy looking camera cover on it. Just put the camera there and hope we don't get yep. smashed.
0: The old, the old quote: "Let the meat cake."
1: People buy them. Yep.
0: Which is misattributed, yep. by the way. If you actually go research the quote, um, but that's that's that nasty college
1: thing creeping in. <laughs> <laughs> that again. Yeah. Um. Uh, speaking of blades, I gotta go buy 5.56s, five, five, sixes, don't I? Yes, you do. Damn.
0: Uh any any other things about about uh expo?
1: Oh and it was actually really cool.
2: Yeah. It was cool. It was uh it wasn't raining inside.
1: It was raining outside, but <laughs> yeah, it wasn't raining inside. It was, it was dry all the time. <laughs> Dude. Yes.
0: We showed up to sunshine and when we went back out in the afternoon it was raining. Rain. Yeah. Rain. But I was talking Damn rain. I was talking with friends down in Virginia when we when we showed up there and they were like hey you're showing pictures of overcast and all sorts of things and they're like you at the field I'm like no man I'm in New Jersey.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. Mother nature's been a fickle wench these last couple weekends. I just kind of gave up on it for a while.
2: <sighs> hey, the drought's yeah. over now.
1: The amount of rain like going to my buddy's farm to shoot and on a, I mentioned this last podcast, but straight up Six-foot-tall tractor, three-foot-wide wheels, and the water was halfway up the wheels in the back. It was like, oh, my God, I'm boating with a tractor. <laughs> yeah. I seriously would have been up to my waist if I had jumped off and then sunk in the mud. It's crazy.
0: I don't know. Your tractor's heavier. I'll give you knee.
1: It would have been bad.
0: Yeah. It would have been bad.
1: That's how bad the rain was here a couple weekends ago. That I thought a road was going to get washed out. And that on the farm field, there was like three feet of water straight up.
0: A road did get washed out in the county here. Yeah, it did. That's yes. right. Yeah. Virginia had
1: actually a road get like demolished. Yeah. Hacks. Yep, <sighs> pretty close to uh, both of us actually. Yeah, meanwhile, hmm. the people on the west coast like LOL we get beautiful sunshine all the time.
2: No. Uh, well, Vegas I mean, was
1: kind of mad this time, wasn't it? Yeah, that, yeah, that, all the time. Well,
0: I, asked I some mean, some people they
1: said it's kind of sort of typical weather for this time of year. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, I mean, we, we all did catch the videos and everything coming out of uh, Las Vegas Funfly that happened this last weekend.
1: Everyone wearing and pants and coats.
0: Pants and coats. Uh, every microphone is chock full of wind. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. But it looks, it looks like a fun time was had. It looks like a fun time was had.
1: I had some reports from close friends that it was uh, the flying weather was meh. Such as meant it was more party weather.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, you know the crazy thing is, uh, you know, I'm seeing video come out of the night flights, and I'm seeing some epic night flight coming mm-hmm. out of there.
1: Yeah, there was some um, hardcore night flying for sure.
0: Yeah, which uh, that's awesome. It's always good to it's always good to see that some good flying came out, and people had fun. Um, I heard there were around 170 something pilots the
1: it was all said and done. There were some lines. Other reports I was getting, there was a <laughs> lot of people there. Yeah. yeah and they were actually hoping
2: for i know gail was saying that he'd be happy if they get around 150 that's what they're expecting so they got more than that and that's nice successful event was successful
0: yeah they had a cutoff of 150
1: yeah and this people that's still right that's up. right yeah
0: <laughs> yeah um Past that, uh, yeah, uh, there's four of us who went up to New Jersey. Uh, you know, myself, uh, my daughter, and Apollo and Shaggy. Uh, three of the four of us hadn't actually ever been into New York City in like Manhattan or Times Square. I've I've actually spent probably about six to eight months working in in uh, Manhattan. Hey. Um, uh, we made the trip over and uh, got a few pictures. Got a got a really expensive meal.
1: <laughs> and
0: uh,
2: and it wasn't a whopper.
0: It wasn't a whopper. Uh, and you know, I, I actually, you know, the whole times I always worked down in Manhattan, I'd never seen the place so full. But I was always there on weekdays. I was huh. never there on
1: Times Square Saturday night.
0: Yeah, dude, it was full. It was. Uh, I was. That was full. <laughs> we'll have to share those pictures. We'll have to put those. We'll have to get those pictures together and put them up for everyone.
2: Yeah, i I'll, I'll get an Instagram link. You know, what's funny is, uh, you know, I always seen like, you know, pictures, videos, you know, news reports, whatever, Times Square, and you have like, you know, that one tall building, the two roads kind of merge to the side. Little did I know, you turn 180 degrees, it's the exact same thing on the other side. So there's (laughs) two sides that look exactly the same. So it's basically kind of like a cross, the roads don't cross, but they just kind of get close to each other and they kind of branch out between the two buildings. So, and then the ball that drops, there's one on each side, which is pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know if that's the actual ball or not. Um, I think it is because that is where the ball actually drops, and it said Toshiba twenty six twenty eighteen. So uh, that's what it said. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So
0: I, I, I don't know, but I think the other thing that made it look very much identical was just how bright all the screens
2: were. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I needed sunglasses.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, I was surprised how many. Um, well, you guys correct me on this, but it's like I thought there was a lot of subway subway restaurants there. <laughs> Turns out they were real subways. <laughs> I was gonna say it was like there's two subways next to each other. What the hell? Yeah. No, one's the real subway, one's a restaurant subway.
1: Oh, oh, that makes perfect sense. Surprise, bruh.
0: I gotta I gotta throw you the man, uh, I gotta throw you the uh the subway, uh, the subway map for New York City. One day,
2: uh, oh, I don't even want to know what that looks like.
0: Uh, it's 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 decent. It's just all underground. Um, Apparently,
2: everything is underneath the ground. Even the freaking car
1: elevators for parking. Hey man, you can't build out. You've Got to build up and down.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was I was showing you guys the rock formations as uh, as we came into Jersey, and then again when we were driving into uh, driving into the city, you know, if you go because we went through uh, we went through the Lincoln Tunnel, and actually, I would say using the Lincoln Tunnel is still better than trying to commute into DC.
1: Wow, yeah, DC sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I'm gonna throw this last bit out for the expo. Um. You know, I left my house at 3 a.m. Saturday. And I pulled back into my driveway at two a.m. Sunday morning, so it was a twenty-three hour
2: trip. And I uh, drove home from your house back to mine, which made me made it full twenty-four hour, and then stayed up another hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I went. I went. Uh, I went pretty much straight to bed. Uh, slept until about one in the afternoon. Uh, got up, ate, drank a bunch of water, woke up again in the evening, felt really sick. And uh had a really bad headache, drank a bunch more water, went to bed, woke up about 11:30 p.m.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah, fun. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah. Um Ooh. Oh, ooh, ooh, oh. Ooh. Yes. One more th- I don't know if you guys mentioned it. Did you guys mention the flight uh flight in the cage?
1: Haven't well, talked I'll about it much. About-
2: oh. Mike crashed. <laughs> yeah. I flew my fireball in the cage. I knocked the canopy off by doing four point TikToks. I then cut the canopy with my blades and still flew around and had some fun. Uh
0: I will still cut but, I will cut that out too.
2: <laughs> I did an emergency auto.
0: You did a planned inverted landing.
2: Yeah, planned. Uh accidentally hit throttle hole. Planned! Perfectly planned.
0: A planned inverted landing,
2: <laughs> perfectly planned and autoed onto the blades,
0: <laughs> which was pretty
2: cool. Yeah, which was actually very cool. And, I actually enjoyed. Uh, I, actually enjoyed the
0: mo- the, I actually enjoyed the morning. Uh, the morning sessions. Um, you guys are feeling it out, but like I got, uh, I think Mike, I got you to do a, a sliding auto. Yeah, uh, back to us, and uh, yeah, you guys are using the space in the cage.
1: It's not a lot of space with a four fifty, honestly.
0: You, uh, for some reason, you you stood in the shallowest spar- part as far as depth goes.
1: Depth wasn't the spooky part. It was width and height.
0: You had more width in the direction you were facing than you had depth. And you weren't centered in the cage.
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Centers for lizards. Um, so that was another New Jersey, some caucus New Jersey trip.
0: Yeah, AMAX police.
2: That was fun. A lot of fun. Can't wait to do it maybe again. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um no. Uh,
2: but I will never ever go back to New York City ever again. It it, it was cool for like the first 5 minutes. Like, okay, let's go.
0: <laughs> you guys are uh Yeah, I say it was different for me working there than it is as a tourist on Saturday night.
2: Dude, there wasn't a single tree ever anywhere. Not one tree. That's sad.
0: Uh, actually, if we'd gone up to um, Central Park, you would be Ooh, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. would be amazed how many trees are right there along all the all the avenues along Central Park. It's, it's of
2: course it's that's the freaking Central Park.
0: Yeah, but uh, I mean, there's some I've, there's some side streets, especially as you get away from Times Square, that the trees start popping up, and you'll
2: right, you,
0: you'll right. actually start feeling it. The buildings get. Uh, uh, less tall and the trees start showing up and you start seeing kind of like stairs into people's front doors and you know yeah it,
2: yeah yeah i mean yeah it'll start turning to like downtown Fredericksburg or dc and stuff like that but uh no never again the roads are way too close people are freaking ridiculous <laughs> uh no 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 no, no, no well, that happened and, even and, the and cops and- were jaywalking
0: and 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 to because uh, New York, because New York, yeah. and and to and to give a fair and balanced review, uh, Shaggy ain't traveled nowhere in his life that's been a big city, and he doesn't live in one either,
2: <laughs> and never will, <laughs> never will, never say never. It it, it was cool the sea, you know. Just say like, yeah, I've been there. Like you see this on TV, I've been there. I was right there where they're showing, right there. But yeah. It was cool. I loved the experience, but never going back.
0: Okay, so through the expo trip in New York City, um, what did you what, what did you do heli related in the, since the last recording? Who? I don't care who. Go for it.
1: I mean, nothing really. <laughs> <laughs> Something died, and then I Good fixed it. That's about it. <laughs> Good answer. Then dead. This is that horrible part of the season.
0: I uh, well, I um.
1: I mean, I'm sitting waiting for a 556 five, to show up. That's about it.
0: No, I uh, I took a, uh, I, I, I did one last review of a model. Uh I did one last review of a model and it's hanging from the ceiling. Um used the uh, torque wrench on it and um checked all the parts and everything and put some oil on it and getting ready for uh getting ready for flying coming up uh next week in a cabin fever um also on two of my other helis i'm gonna pop out all the thrust bearings and replace them tail and head uh basically it's beginning of season you know flights are gonna start up it's gonna start becoming time i don't want to open things up so time to get some of that work in how about you shaggy
2: uh well not too much during the week uh you know, just trying to get some things done here and there small things podcast work all that stuff but uh yesterday and today Probably the most hobby related stuff that I've done so far. One being, uh, my, the newer of my E7SEs. I've been working on that a lot, just trying to get it, you know, finalized and ready. I still got to get a motor pinion and stuff like that and then program it and get it flying. But I was like, okay, well, let's get the speed control all, you know, like the wires, you know, all, you know, wrapped up and everything. Get the, the servo leads because they are detachable. So put those in and, you know, tie them up to the side frames so, so i pretty much did all that work uh the speed control i've been debating about doing it though but i cut the lead short uh probably you know six inches long got the crimping tool and all that stuff i made my own extension the run to the back of the frame and then kind of go in between the frames like that and plug into the the speed control and then heat shrink over that and tie it down that way if i ever had to remove the speed control for some weird reason i don't have to undo everything you know, I, I just unplug it from the base. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, again, you're shortening the lead, but I, you know, it's, i mean, yeah, sure if you sell it, it might be, it might be a problem, but there, it's not that, it's not that can be that big of a problem. Honestly, worst case scenario, you pop it back open, desolder that, that end and, de- and resolder a new lead on there. If you don't want to do that, send it back to castle. They'll do it. If if you don't want to do any of that, just suck it up and deal with it. But that's what I did. I don't plan on selling it. So I'm not going to think about the future. I'm going to think about now. And this is convenient now. So I did that, got my uh, server leads all wrapped up and I use the dental floss. So I, I used to use the zip ties until Rob told me about the dental floss and uh, the wax covered di- uh, dental floss. And it's, it's very convenient. It takes a little longer to wrap around and apply. And I always do, um, I don't know if you do Rob, but I actually do use a little bit of CA to just kind of hold the, the knots, you know. Properly, you know, just just I don't put it like over the frame over the wire or anything. I try, I just try to like uh, glue the knot so it doesn't unravel or anything. It does work pretty well. I do like having the the uh, so
0: the knot I taught you, the double square knot, yeah, is a knot used by doctors on stitches, which means the pressure of the wires. When tied properly, puts pressure on the knot, n- puts pressure on the knot so that it
2: will not release. Yeah, yeah, but I just do it as a safety feature. <laughs> but again, it, it, it's my way. You know, every way is different, but that's just the way I do it. I prefer to put a little bit of CA over the knot. Um, it works out better for me. And also, what I do, I also like when I cut the ends, I'll CA the very ends and kind of like put it over the rest, so you don't see. There's like no. Fray ends at all. There's no cut marks. It's, it's literally you don't even see a joint. It just has this this continuous uh, ravel. Uh, it makes it look a little nicer. The only thing I wish they had was dental floss in black. That way it blends into the frame.
0: Hmm. You haven't you haven't looked for some yet?
2: I I haven't even paid attention to any. So there might be some out there, and I will look for some. But uh, worst case scenario, spray paint. So I yeah I did that. I worked on that last night, and then today. I finished installing the fly unit and getting that secured, uh, you know, lined it all up, got some Legos out and made a little jig and, uh, lined up the sensor and all that stuff and, uh, plugged everything on in. So pretty much that is ready to, other than getting a motor pinion, it's pretty much ready to be programmed and then maidened.
0: What motor pinion?
2: Uh, what is it? 14 tooth. I think, Is what the E7SE... Stock?
0: I have 14s. Mm. I have 14s. I had to borrow one. She can have it.
2: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Then all I need is to... uh, Oh, and I need a set screw for the tail. I forgot about that. Uh, I may have one. Uh, For the tail uh, that hold the pin for the gear, I'll have to look to see if I have any. I'm pretty sure I do. I have like a thousand different size set screws. So... But yeah, other than that, it's pretty much ready to go. Just got to sit down, program it. I got to get more satellite, cable, uh, satellite cables and satellite receivers. Because, uh, yeah, Spectrum. Um, <laughs> only downside to the Spectrum that I can think of at the top of my head is I don't like the satellites. They're a pain in the butt. So that, that's about it. So I'm really excited to get in that helicopter flying. Uh, so I'll have two E7s to fly. But that's pretty much what I did today. Oh, and also, I, 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 I put a new canopy on the fireball because I, uh, yeah, let get bumped. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So that's that's my that's my week. Um, yeah, that's my week. Twenty five hours in a car with uh these two fools. They're not dead.
0: <laughs> There's so mu- there was so much sleeping. There was there was very little um laughing. <laughs>
2: but you know what's funny is like on the way back after we dropped off mike mike you don't yeah after we dropped off mike and we're heading back to rob's house rob's you know rob's got some like nice like every once in a while who plays some songs like nice like smooth dubstep or something like that just stuff that we could fly to we're thinking of what we could fly to and everything and i just i i barely remember this too i just i i, I was just so tired i just started like head
1: banging my, my head to the music
0: yeah uh yeah, if you call it that.
1: <laughs> you sure weren't just going through some uh, sleep-deprived delirium or something? Yeah. You didn't bring any MDMA with you that you didn't tell me about, huh? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, and no. Okay. That, that, that's me. That's me. And, cool. Uh, I did stuff. Well, let's move
0: it forward into uh, RC Heli News.
2: Oh, Show notes. Show notes. Show notes.
0: Okay, well, RC Heli News. So I see it popped up today. Xnova announced a new motor series, the Lightning Series. Um, They're showing they're going to have sizes in uh, 4020, 4025, 4525, and
2: 4530. Uh, Lightning Series, huh? So they can run off uh, 1.21 gigawatts? Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs>
0: uh you know the only thing they really give is uh motor can size and kv um i saw all the popular kvs for the for the various sizes uh, but there wasn't any more details i'm not quite sure if it's uh was clear if it's going to be you know where exactly it's going to fit in their lineup but uh well looks interesting uh, next up on here, um, you know kind of uh, we kind of missed it one of our <clears throat> past, uh, past recordings, but uh, in between then and now, Blade has announced another small heli. Uh, it is the 70s. It's a fixed pitched ready to fly. And kind of like we were talking a bit ago about, you know, low-priced pr- uh, low helis that uh, a lot of fun can be had of, uh, the price on this thing is $60.
2: Wow. That's a good first-time helicopter right there. Combat. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I know.
0: <laughs> so the fun thing is, uh, you know, people ask me when I started flying helis, and the date I'll give a lot of people is, you know, 2011. And that's when I started flying collective pitch helicopters. But that discounts all the time I was playing with the Blade MSR. Um, and it was the original one that had the, the fly bar that was off camber. It wasn't 90 That thing was a hoot. I bounced it off walls, floors, ceilings, everything. And it just kept going. <laughs> so, you know, fixed pitch heli is a is a ton of fun. I, I, I don't know. Have either of you guys ever flown fixed pitch helis? I've never talked to you about that.
1: I mean, a buddy and I had those coax ones that had little laser beams on. Those were fun.
0: I did have that. I
1: had those, too. And then I bound it to my DX9 and set it so the laser was always on so I could cheat.
0: And that's why it became no fun.
1: <laughs> it was still fun because then we had to dodge each other. Yeah.
0: Well, continue on with news. Um, also, pictures of a Blade Fusion 480 have surfaced on the forums along with video yes. from the Las Vegas Bumfly.
2: Um, that one I actually really like the I honestly like the look of it I mean the skids mm, but the, the 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 canopy and the frame side design I kind of like it I kind of like the look of it
0: it looks like it looks like you know from from standing back and looking holistically at what blades do with their lineup it looks like they have given themselves a, a, a small refresh or a yes, complete refresh yes. which hey uh, I get it it makes sense um, catch some new people come in the hobby and have them grow up with uh, have them grow up with some blade helis before you know. Maybe they continue on to other blade stuff or, or whatever it be.
2: But it is it, by what it looks like. It looks like a true 480, 480 millimeter blade. So basically a 500, almost yeah. a 500.
0: I saw, I saw, yeah, I saw some pictures and yeah, this looks like it'll stick it into uh, into 500 into 500 class size, which is. um you know the fun thing uh, uh, is is just how torn up the size classes are.
2: Oh my um, gosh!
0: As far as you know, truly referencing, we seem to be in a in a bit of a convergence period where you know old nomenclature of na- of motor size is still used in calling a four hundred and fifty a four hundred and fifty, but it swung three hundred and fifteen or three hundred and twenty five blades, or do we call it a three hundred and sixty? because it's 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 flying 360 blades or 480 because right. it's flying 480 blades or 516 because it, f- it swings 516 blades. Yeah. Bit of a convergence time. It'll be fun to see it actually finally make its way out just be blade sizes all the way up and down the whole lineup.
2: Yeah, and actually like consistent si- blade size and not like 572 <laughs> 637.
0: Well, I think some of the manufacturers are going to use the blade sizes to stand out amongst others.
2: Um, yeah, but there's also another 480 out there. You got the logo 480 there, so yeah, you can use blades like that.
0: Yeah, I I, I have a friend who has a blade, uh, or not a blade, a logo 480, <laughs> and um, he flies it. He really enjoys it. I don't see it much. Um, I don't
2: either. I haven't seen much of it.
0: Yeah, no, it's a fine heli. Uh, I don't see it much.
2: You know, but you know, at at the point where you know, some people might say like, well, that 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 guy's copying. The, the the same size as as this other helicopter like well you also got to look at there is so many sizes out there now that are in between like a 500 and 600 or a 300 and 400 you know there's so many sizes in between there's you're going to run into that yeah like you know i i mean i'm sure people are going to say like well it's copying the logo 480s. like no it's not there's so many blade sizes out there
0: yeah whatever <laughs> Anyone else? Anyway, get, so anyone else got any vendor news for for I move forward on the other
1: ones? Not off the top of my head.
0: Okay, so uh, one of the benefits of uh, being a CD at an event at your field, and also being a member of a podcast, is I get to uh, do a little bit of advertising of our local podcast. So,
2: yay! <laughs>
0: So uh, likely uh, the guys, uh, my friends who are also CDs of the event will put some more links out on Facebook. But um, Heli Springfling in Fredericksburg, Virginia is now live on RC Flight Deck for pre-registration. So if you go to rcflightdeck.com and type in like Springfling as a search term, the event will pop up and you can actually uh, get through registration. Uh, there's two items in there, just the main pilot fee for landing. Uh, and then there is a, uh, like we talk about other podcasts, if you want to do uh speed cup or drag racing, there's an additional $5 fee, you know, new this year at our field. Uh, yeah, we've got bathrooms. So there's, a there's three toilets and two showers and they are all private with their own doors. So, and they flush. Uh, Yep. Flushing in hot water. (laughs) The whole works.
2: Lights.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, So that's going to be pretty awesome this year uh, as far as, you know, services. I know myself, I usually run home once a day to get a shower and this will mean I won't have to run home, (laughs) which means uh, my wife is going to be uh, extra unhappy with me.
2: (laughs) I was just going to say that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I've taken a hammock camping out there. Um, also, uh, I was just talking with Casey. The clinic for Heli Spring Fling is, uh, is going to happen. We need six pilots uh, at minimum. So far, I know two guys have expressed interest. So we're looking um, looking to get the list started. Um, the cost will be $350 per student. And the class will be on Wednesday and Thursday, uh, May 2nd and 3rd um, during the fun Fly. So, yeah, you're going to see this stuff posted up on the forums and uh, we'll post up some stuff in our, uh, in our show notes. Uh, also, you know, uh, check us out on, uh, RC Heli Hangout forum. Uh, we're posting in the podcast corner. Usually you like to do some trivia for the episodes and, uh, you know, give us feedback, uh, constructive, uh, constructive feedback is always welcome or, um, you know, shout at us and give us non-constructive feedback and we'll see how well we can not listen. <laughs> Uh, also you'll find over there is our friends with, uh, free Fall, uh, RC full pitch and RC heli hooligans, which, uh, you know, which is, uh, a little silly of us not to mention. Uh, Steve, uh, Steve young from, uh, free oh, Fall yeah, did stop right. by during the expo with his family. Uh, saw him pick up some planes.
2: <laughs> no, he got, he didn't get planes. He got RC cars, right?
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Those yeah, RC I was cars. Gonna say. Yeah. yeah. Gonna,
2: they're going to do some drifting and stuff. Yeah, He's gotten to a heli,
0: I don't know. Uh, it looked like it was something for his kids, or I don't know.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it was good to see him over there, and also, I've never met his whole family, so it's good to see that, too. But, uh... Yeah, yeah. Good seeing you there, Steve. <laughs> uh,
0: anyone got anything else before we close out
1: RC heli news? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Nitro's dead, and long a little electric, the industry's dying, yada, 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 etc. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> Mercury is taking over. And, uh, yeah, we all go to hell. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: okay. Main topic. So, the main topic, uh, this episode is radios. And we're going to go through a small list of stuff. And by small, I'm being a little sarcastic. Uh, we were all yeah. actually looking at the show notes, and there's a fair amount of stuff in here. But this is really, um, Trying to hit at a at a fairly you know at a high level and a little deeper level. So for those of you familiar, have gone to schools and you know, get your one hundred two hundred level courses. So try to hit the one and two hundred level about radios: how to pick them, what to evaluate, and what the heck all those fun settings in there do that don't seem to matter much.
1: Don't be the guy running up and down the field screaming he doesn't know how to turn his jet off.
0: <laughs> That's happened. Yeah, that guy. thousand-dollar
1: g- firestarter I man—that was great. Yeah,
0: that guy. That guy doesn't listen to this podcast.
1: <laughs> nope. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So radios. First up in this uh, this uh, mini minithon of uh, covering the radios is uh, how to choose a new radio. In here, I have how to choose a new radio. And the first up I have in here is um, you know, if you can. Get to a hobby shop who has a, who has a decent selection. Or if you're at a fun fly, you know, go find go find guys, uh, you know, either guys sponsored by that radio manufacturer or, you know, just a friendly group of guys you see has a radio you're interested in. Uh, a lot of times they're more than happy to talk about it. The big thing you're looking for here is is holding the radio in your hands. Uh, bring, bring your favorite neck strap if, uh, if you're a neck strap kind of guy. Get that radio in your hands. And The big thing I say is uh, close your eyes. And, you know, work the sticks, work the switches, hold that radio how you'd hold it. Um, It doesn't
2: matter how it looks, it matters how it feels.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, And and
2: I'm being serious too.
0: You're, you know, you're 100% right. We don't, we don't look at these radios when we're flying. We look at our, we look at our aircraft. So it is a big thing is can you operate this radio? Do the switches fit your fingers? Um, Do the gimbals fit? And if you're, you know, one thing I'll say is, is if you're a thumber and you're thinking about going pinching, you know, try both both hand movements. If you're if you're a thumber and you're you're a long term thumber and you know you like to switch out, you know, stick ends or something, are there stick end options for your radio? You know, think about those kind of things. But the big thing is get it in your hands and. Um, and work those sticks and work those switches. Make sure, you know, pretend you're doing your flight for, pretend you're doing your beginning of your flight, flipping an idle up, uh, flipping throttle hold, doing an auto rotation, doing a bailout. If you use, if you use a, a, a two safety, uh, switch setup, uh, you know, like a throttle hold and a throttle kill, you know, flip the switches. Um. Also, ask the owner or or ask them where those typical options are at as far as switches go on the radio. So you get an understanding of where those options are at.
2: Um, you know, and you also could have possibly have a friend that might have a radio that you might be interested in, and they may trust you not the the fly model. Uh, with with that radio, just so you know how it feels. Like I uh, I know Rob, he let me fly his uh his eighteen MZ and uh with his sg sg S-E. S-E. i knew i said that wrong as soon as i said it I'm like that's wrong maybe corrected
0: this, this thug didn't throw out three grand for a radio
2: <laughs> uh, yeah I, I, that's what i'm saying like as soon as i said it i was like that's the three thousand dollar one anyway so this fool let me uh foolishly let me let me you know use his radio uh and fly one of his um F3, f3n birds his uh, E5 super stretch. And uh I gotta say the radio actually felt different. Um I like the feel of it. However, his switch layouts were completely different.
0: Uh my middle finger rests on the face of the radio above the the face switches. My ring finger actually goes between what is usually uh throttle hold, so between the two switches on the top of the radio. And of on course the top, my index on the top and my now. Yeah. So, you know, as far as nomenclature of radio, the face is what faces you. Um, And my middle finger rests on the face of the radio. My ring finger rests on the top of the radio. The same top is where the antenna comes out at. Yeah. Yeah. So I catch a lot of people trying to put their middle fingers on the top of the radio. And then you get this really large spread between your index and your middle, which I don't find to be comfortable. And also limit you from doing anything with the switches on the face of the radio.
2: See, the way I hold my radio is, uh, when I pinch the sticks, my middle fingers are going to be on the side of the radio, uh, while all my other fingers are holding underneath. So it made it the way, the way his switch layout was, it's hard to really explain in, 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 in voice and word. You know, when I want to, you know, for doing the switches, I mean, I have to move my middle fingers on top Mm -hmm. versus on the bottom or on the side where I can access those bottom, uh, bottom side switches. And that's why for my radio, I always like having, My idle up on the sides on on the left, and my throttle hold on the very bottom. Uh, the real big switch. Typically, most radios are very similar. Uh, they have a really big switch which is on the very bottom on the right.
0: Yeah, in Spectrum World, the far uh, when you say sides, that's where I start talking about top because there's no there's no real you know there's rollers on sides of the radios, but there's not really like switches. No, the only, the only switch I have that has anything to do with the helicopter flying on the face of my radio is my throttle cut, which shows my ESC a, a, a true zero. Um, my throttle hold shuts the motor off, but doesn't show it a true zero. Um, because if I, after, after the model is armed, if I do throttle hold off and on, it does quick spool up. But all that to say, check out where you want to put your stuff on these switches. <laughs> um
2: exactly every and everybody's gonna have a different setup so don't be asking you know like five different people like hey what would you recommend because it's it they're gonna have it to their liking go to your liking don't just ask a bunch of people what they what they tell you should do go by what you think you should do
0: um i will agree to that to a point at some point you have to have some things a bit standardized well, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're gonna hand you them all to have some over someone else
2: you're gonna have some guidance yeah
0: and then I just run into playing guys who've been running plane-specific radios who throw their switches everywhere, and I just run in fear. And I fly the model regardless, and just remember, don't flip the switches on the left, because that'll flip throttle hold. <laughs> so, um, another item on choosing a radio, so before you buy it, one of the things to research is logic requirements. So, the other thing is determine if you have any logic requirements. Um, so you'll see it in the nicer radios from uh Fataba and Jetty. They start getting some really nice logic in them that as heli guys we actually don't care much about. Plane guys. Though, if you're gonna be, you know, if you're if you're uh, heli, if you are a heli guy who also enjoys flying planes, um, you know, if you get don't some Jet. the, <laughs> jets jets, um, you getting like F three A. I know I sat down and, and talked with Chris Genie. He showed me how he uses the double logic in the eighteen MZ. Um, so that it goes into specific modes, depending upon switch placement and, and, um, throttle placement. So those things are really nice. Check into that as another item. Um, the other is determine your channel requirements. Uh, I know a lot of guys like, oh, I don't need all those channels. Uh, the first thing I know that will really, so the first item that will really hit your channel requirements is nitro. Uh, especially if you want to do like a, a switch, uh, a switch glow. But your nitro, how many channels does a nitro typically take, Mike?
1: Uh, seven, I think.
0: Yeah, because you got your three channels, you got your elevator, your aileron, throttle, rudder, rudder gain,
1: the gubs in there.
0: Your gov, that's channel. Yeah, you're talking six or seven, depending upon a manufacturer. You can see up to like nine channels to do to do certain uh, aspects. So you start getting like head gains and. Uh, head gains and head speed settings. You just start seeing like nine channels. Um, the next big one is uh, scale. Whew. How many cha- how many channels are you use on your scale bird, Mike?
1: The same as a three D plane, a three D heli. Really? You're
0: yeah, only using like six.
1: I didn't put anything extra in there. That thing's meant to fly and look cool, not look cool and badly fly.
0: Yeah, I know the Bell two twenty two. I f- I built years ago for a friend. Um, it has a single channel dedicated to the servos that do the landing gear because it's a wheel. It's it's a three wheel landing gear that uh, retracts up, and then I have another channel dedicated to lights, um, along with it being a flybarless controller with multiple channels and gov gains. So I think I was somewhere up in the twelve to fourteen channel range um doing all the control which is pretty cool cuz um i have basically you know you have it set up so it basically has lights that switch on as start as soon as you start um spooling up and there's a landing gear light that switches on when the landing gears uh down and ready to land <laughs> so it's pretty cool but yeah you'll be surprised you can quickly you can quickly run out of channels so um this is one of those areas where when it comes to spending money in a radio if you spend your money well up front this radio lasts you years um, I know my first purchase of a nice radio was a Fataba 8fg back in 2011 it was crusty. Uh, I I actually kept it pretty clean I put it in a transmitter case and every once in a while I, I you know uh, used a brush to dust it and you know a damp a damp sponge to you know clean up uh just clean it up. <laughs> um, yeah, and the last part is other aircraft requirements. If you're going to fly multi rotors or planes, um, other helicopters, that, that sort of thing, look into that. You know, any other items here you guys have for how to choose a new radio, things to look at before you actually buy it?
2: Yes. Um, if you are still in the old ages and you're flying a fly bar, make sure it has fly bar mixing because a lot of them are starting to... Go away from that.
0: Yeah, I won't name any. I won't name any manufacturers who have pulled out um, pitch to aileron or pitch to elevator, which with uh, some of the older flybar helis makes it a little tough. If you start doing pitch pumps, you'll notice your heli will pull around. So, if you want to do like a lot of us see in our flybarless controllers, we can do. Um, Elevator pre-comp where we give, we tell the elevator to speed up a bit when we're running through our collective range so it keeps up. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. If you're flying a fly bar, you're not going to get to do that with a spectrum radio. I
1: mean, telemetry and logging is one. Yeah. That seems useful, but most everyone supports that these days, but some radios are better than others at it.
0: You know, I have as well, it was one of the last bullets here. So I'll go ahead and bring it up forward to now is also the telemetry. Research what it takes to put telemetry into the aircraft. If you're interested in it, I know myself, um, I have telemetry on my Fataba system. It's integrated, you know, it's, uh, my Contronic speed controller is feeding it into the Fataba receiver so that I can get milliamp hours and, and, uh, other fun stuff. So it's really nice flying to milliamp hours. Uh, I show that to a lot of people. And the next question from them is how do I do that on my heli? Uh, so a big thing I'd say is if you're interested in new radio, research what it takes to do telemetry. Um, you may not want to do it today, but you may want to do it tomorrow. You know, for example, I flew until late, I flew until late 2017 without telemetry. And I, no, I flew until late 2016. What am I talking about? Yeah, I sold my radio in twenty. I sold my AFG in 2016. Um, but I flew until late 2016 with no telemetry and, and finally put it in there. Um, and, I, and I knew what it was going to take. So it's, it's definitely worth researching what it's going to take to put telemetry in your aircraft. Sensors, how easily it plugs in your receiver. Is your ESC compatible with your receiver and transmitter setup? Um, is, is, is your controller give you, is your flybrow's controller give you options that, you know, your receiver doesn't, or even, um, do you have to do separate items like a J-log in order to get the telemetry you want? So definitely look into that.
2: I know Spectrum is, uh, used to be the TM-1000, which you can still use the TM-1000 for, uh, live telemetry and stuff like that, but, uh, the most common one is a, it's the, 4649t uh, telemetry receiver mainly used for or was designed for multi-rotors but a lot of people for planes and and also helicopters uh, have been using them for live telemetry i know uh alex rose was working with um with the brain too to get it get the telemetry with spectrum uh working properly and of course it works now also um with that uh that receiver uh, and that's what you, that's basically what it requires to get, that little $40 receiver is what it basically requires to get, to get telemetry, uh, integration, uh, with your spectrum transmitter, which is pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's good to know. Um, that's good to know about, you know, what's, what's compatible with the, the spectrum side of it. Cause, uh, I tell you that opened up a pretty large flight envelope for me is flying to milliamp hours consumed. Cause then I can fly every head speed I have and, um, and not, and come down da- and fly it to the maximum amount of time allowed and, and come down, you know, with the battery at the same, uh, the same capacity used every flight.
2: Yeah, that's something I haven't tried out yet, which I, I am going to get that receiver and put it on my helicopters with the brain. Uh, but like the 420 currently right now, I have, you know, three different head speeds. I have 21, 23, and 2500 head speed. You know, I, I'm basically be guessing. I know I can get five minutes of flight with 2500 RPM. And doing, eh, not hard smack, but just, base, you know, somewhat hard smack, but not too crazy. And I know I can get 10 minutes at a 2100 RPM, but when I start mixing it up, I'm guessing. So, yeah. I cannot wait to get that, to actually know where I'm at. Especially when I when I change batteries from 2200 milliamp to 2600 milliamp batteries.
0: Uh changing, yeah, that's hard on the... That could be even difficult for the telemetry, though, because I know I have telemetry alarms set. Just for uh, basically my five thousand milliamp hour batteries.
2: Yeah, but when you're looking at voltage, you know, then it's going to be the same all the way around. You'd be able to see the actual voltage.
0: Uh, you can't fly voltage accurately.
2: That is true. That is true. They, that's right. That's actually a really good way thing to say. You can't fly the voltage accurately because by doing certain loads, the voltage, the the, the sag in the battery is going to dr- is going to sag pretty low, and it may seem like you're at your peak or your time to uh, to land when you're really not. It's just a sag in the battery. Yeah. That also shows when your battery, that also tells you when your battery's crap. When your sag's down below and it holds like that for a while, time to get a new battery.
0: I'm going to argue with you some more on that one, Shaggy. Damn it. (laughs) Uh, my example is uh, flying at RCHO in the winter. Um, the, the temps were below freezing. The batteries, well, yeah, batteries weren't performing. Too. Um, and yeah, I, I hit my I hit my low voltage telemetry alarm. My ESC, I didn't hit my ESC uh, cutoff. I hit my uh, telemetry alarm and it basically told me it hit an alarm that's a little bit above what the ESC would, would stop the fun at. And it made me realize I got a low battery. I got a battery that these warmed up. It takes experience to learn that one because I've had those batteries in wintertime and gone back out in the spring and, and gone through and cycled them and, and continue flying. them I And they're fine for hard 3D for a year. It just comes down there. It's too damn cold.
2: <laughs> At six degrees. Yeah. New Year's Eve, the day. Yeah. Fun. With a negative 3000 DA.
0: So another item I will add in here to look at before you go buying a transmitter is buddy boxing. Uh, if you're a guy who's been in the hobby for a while, you may want to buddy box people. And you may go of I me mean, so far as can I keep my old radio and buddy box people? With my, You know, uh, can, can my new radio buddy box with my old radio? Um, so that's definitely worth looking into. I know myself, I actually have a spare. I have a second transmitter. I have a Fataba 6K V2 that I actually buddy box with. And, um, yeah, works perfectly fine. Uh, but it's, um, you know, it's good to understand up front how it was going to work. And so I did some research so I could see if I could use that, that uh, extra transmitter. Um, and also what it takes if you're going to do wired buddy boxing or wire wireless,
2: you know, just exactly
0: just what's going to go on there. Um, definitely look into it and also understanding it will help you if you're out of the field with friends uh and you know if you know about it up front you can you can be you know you can say hey let's buddy box and you can go do it real fast instead of spending three hours getting it working
2: <laughs> yeah yeah it's like my um well, no, it's like my like I, I buddy box with planes a lot dx18 you know, have a gen one dx18 uh non it's, it's it's wired not not wireless and i got a uh the newer d or a, a newer dx9 which has the wireless but obviously dx18 doesn't so you know still has the cable and everything just plug the cable boom done you're good yeah that's right so yeah you can still you can still have a newer one go with the older one as long as you know worst case scenario just use the jack
0: yep yep you know last bit i'll say is uh you know in buddy boxing there's a couple different modes but check out if you can trade model memories with like an sd card between the models or if um you know, some of the other manufacturers, you don't have to really do any of that. Uh, or even the way Spectrum and Futaba works, uh, you can usually set them up in a mode so that they use the uh, teacher's settings uh, with the student. So, you know, no matter how you throw the stick throw, it's the same stick throw as, the, as a teacher would use. So Casey and I have done at the field, basically, you don't copy settings from one to the other. You just set it up in the teacher radio that when you give them control you're only looking at raw stick movements and those raw stick movements will then translate through the teacher radio to equal out those same way as the settings in the teacher radio. So for example, if you have dual-rate set up in the teacher radio, no matter what switch the student throws, it won't adjust anything, but the teacher can throw the dual-rate switch and take it from a 100% throw down to like 60% throw. And both teacher and student are on 60% throws. And you don't actually have to mirror it in both transmitters. It's not a setting I typically use for helis, but I do see it used a lot for planes, um, especially when we're dealing with the club trainer and such. I don't even bother mirroring them. They just, you know, get, it just, just the teacher radio just wants to see raw output from the student radio on the sticks channels. You know, whatever channels are your, you know, rudder, throttle, collective, uh, aileron, and elevator. Uh, okay. Hip buddy boxing. Okay, they're going to get into the much more complicated settings of the radio. What is ATV travel and how and why to use it? You wanna go for this one, DiPaolo? End
1: Endpoints, huh?
0: Endpoints, yep.
1: Uh, I don't know. It seems like something that comes up in Futaba Land more often.
0: Um I know it's come up with everyone I've touched when you go through flybarless controller programming.
1: Uh, we're just talking about rate control?
0: Well, usually they want they want you to match up um a hundred percent a hundred percent on all your channels to a hundred percent on the controller.
1: Yeah, that business. Yep, that's I mean, kind of self-explanatory, isn't it?
0: Well, and and that is self-explanatory for the heli side. ATV travels at endpoints for guys who are flying flybarless. Usually, as you go through the wizards with your flybarless controllers, um, they'll they'll walk you through adjusting them.
1: I mean, even in a plane or a jet, it's still the same kind of thing. Where you just, I mean, the 3D guys, they just crank the travel till it buzzes and then back off and then <laughs> equalize them. I'm straight serious. I I had a caliper out, and Justin and and company come over and, like, just make it buzz and then back it off and make sure they're the same once you're done.
0: You know, one day I might have to invite a plane guy back into here. He's also a heli guy, and he can really school us
1: on this. Um, But, uh, I mean, the jets, yeah, you, you set the maximum travel for a certain amount of degrees. It's allowable by the airframe. Otherwise, it goes kaboom. And then from there, you just use dual rates to dial back how much degrees you want otherwise. Same thing for the heli.
0: So, ATV endpoints, yeah. Usually a controller or an item will walk you through what they want to see on that channel. That's um, yeah, usually really what it's used for. Uh, with fiber's controllers and everything else, after you set it, usually it's don't go touching it again unless you want to walk back through that wizard. Whether it's for your castle, ESC, you know, a contronic or a governor or, you know, a throttle on on, on like a castle or contronic or a hobby wing or something. Um, dual rates. Why would you use it?
1: Um, okay, so dual rates. So if you've got your travels all maxed out and you're not wanting to have to deal with a full rate control, like for example, a jet going really fast, if you have full rates and you crank the stick, it's probably going to explode. Uh, if you've got a heli and you don't want to have the full insane speed that you know the aircraft is capable of and you want to tame the thing down for maybe precision flying or practice or you just want to look smoother, then you'd use dual rates to dial the maximum degrees per second back or in an airplane, how many degrees of pitch are getting thrown into the control system.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you, you got it clear. Um, yeah, I use it for F3C when uh, when I want to, you know, because the controller is set for a maximum roll rate, you know, that I that I You want. don't want
1: to go messing with that because then you're going to have to redo everything later. If it's like an airplane, you have to go back and mess with actual travels. Roll yes. rates are nice. They, they apply to the entire control system.
0: Yep. So dual rates are, are nice in that manner that I can flip a switch and get a get a different feeling or a different a completely different feeling for the heli. Not just max cracked out rates. Um you know, usable ranges I usually find for dual rates is somewhere between. You know, usually we're maxed out at 100, and we'll go down from there. So usable, I usually play around in the 100 down to like a 70 range. Um, much below that, you're gonna find that it may get pretty slow and kind of and kind of odd. So I will give a warning that if you go into extreme ranges, your heli might not feel the same. <laughs> Um next up is expo. How and why would you use it?
1: Oh god, we're playing 20 questions with me, aren't we?
0: We're basically running through them. Yeah, dude.
2: I just want to add something. What does expo stand for?
1: <laughs> that would be a question that a lot of people would probably be asking. Exponential curves.
0: Exponential there curves. We go. There we go. Algebra. Algebra.
1: Google a picture, it's much easier to look at there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> perhaps we should perhaps we should get a Google picture for ourselves to post the show notes.
1: <laughs> I'm going to find one right now. Thank you. Or I could just go look at the expo section in your radio.
0: Um, yeah, no, you can go look in the expo section in your radio and run that thing crazy off and, 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 and up and down, and you'll actually see a great curve and what it's doing with, for instance, your aileron rate or your um, elevator or rudder. Uh, basically, it is – giving you uh a little bit more precision around center by deadening it down so that your big movements around center equal smaller movements on the aircraft. You know, for a few years I flew with very little to no expo. Uh one of the things that had me stray away from that was I mounted a GoPro on my Align 550. And I would do I would do like hard rudder movements and the stop was so hard it would shake the camera violently. And I look at the video afterwards, and people will be like, "Hey, dude, that's making me sick. Can you turn that off?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, added in added in like 15 points of expo, and all of a sudden the stops on the tail and this is a flybar heli with a with a flybar gyro. All of a sudden the stops weren't so hard, and and the starts weren't so hard either, and and it was easier to keep up with the video. That was the first thing that really got me. Um, these days, expo." I'm really just trying to get a feel for the aircraft. And that's one of those things you'll hear everyone talk about in the forums. It's really personal. Um, You know, things like are you a pincher or a thumber will play into it. Uh, Your aircraft setup, do you physically have things on your aircraft that slow it down, like really heavy rotor blades? Are you using, you know, are you deadening the control loop by telling it not to flip and roll fast? So. Uh, those things will really play with how much expo you put into the into the radio for various uh, flight modes.
1: That's so And rain result is the same. Although yeah. Jetty uses a more mild exponential curve. So if you hear a guy talking on Jetty, he's like, oh, yeah, I've got 40% on my radio. And you're a spectrum guy, don't freak. He really means something more like 20% for you. <laughs> and as, as something worth mentioning is the whole expo curve we have it's not really a true exponential. It's probably more like a third-degree polynomial or something.
0: Um, well, and that makes a good point, Mike, that uh, do Expo in one area only. Either have Expo in your controller or your radio, but not both.
1: Oh, yeah, because then you'll get basically multiplying two third-degree polynomials together, and then stuff gets fun. <laughs> and you get all sorts of wacky-ass curves.
0: Yeah um I know Don't do that. F- don't Pick do one. that. Yeah, you, you- if you're one of the people I've helped in years and you've had me ask you, where do you want to do your expo at, your controller or your radio? It's usually because I'm telling you, you should only do it in one place. And if, and if you're a guy who has experience with models, you're like, oh, I want it my radio because I want to adjust it. Then I'll say, okay, let's go zero it out in your controller. And we definitely have to visit your flight modes and give you expo in your radio because you just zeroed it out in your controller. Um, there's other guys I run into who, you know, don't fly planes and don't usually fool around with much expo. And they're just like, I just have the controller. I'm never going to play with it. And those are both fine answers. Anyone got anything else on expo?
1: Uh, not particularly. Cool. I'm, I'm going to give people the function for it so they can just look at it and mess with it.
0: You know, the next item is logic. So within the Fataba system, logic is is uh, actually really nice. When you're working within like uh, the 14 SG, and then you get the 16 SZ, 18 SZ, you get basically like single logic. Basically, you get you get a statement that works like this: It's uh, a if this thing and that thing, or it could be if this thing or that thing are set in these ways, the aircraft will act in a certain way. Uh, one of the things I've seen this used for is timers on helicopters. Um, that's why a lot of the radios, like you'll see, only have single logic. Is, is uh, Double logic is usually used for aircraft other than helis. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Team Fataba guy, you know, schooled me on it with his airplanes for F3A. Uh, he uses double logic, which is available in the 18MZ, where depending upon where his uh, throttle is at on the plane and where a stick setting is, his airplane will do different things or, uh, as far as like roll rates and flip rates. So for example, if he's on a downline 45 with a throttle, you know, uh, low throttle and he's, he's doing rolls, he has a different rate than when he's on an upline 45 at full throttle and doing and doing like, uh, rolls this way, you know, he doesn't have to flip more switches. It's just stick position in one switch. He's doing, you know, upline or downline stuff. Um, same with like, you know, climbing, climbing items or descending items in the plane. That's a really nice spot for logic. So
1: what you got in logic, Mike? Um, well, something on a jetty or if we top about it, you could use it for setting up timers or if you're doing airplanes, you know, lockouts for landing gear, lockouts for flaps. Yeah. Anything that needs to be turned on or off and you're not explicitly doing it, it's a good place to use that.
0: Yep, awesome. Yeah, uh, landing gear on a on a model, on a scale helicopter, definitely one of those. <laughs> I know or, um, Yeah, I know when we're on the bench, the, one of the scariest things is to uh, <laughs> retract the landing gear when you got the helicopter sitting on the yeah, bench. Yeah,
1: don't be that guy. Or, like, I know I know in the jet I've got lockouts, so the steering wheel can't move if the gear has been set to up and other stuff like that. Or lockouts for shutdowns and other things. Yeah. On a heli, you could probably have a logic lockout for, like, a safety or some kind. You know, where, like, you have to move a switch to make the whole thing hot. But then it will not work as a throttle hold afterwards, so you won't accidentally bump that and kill your heli. Yeah.
0: I may have to go play around with that one day.
1: The, the fancier radios like the jetties and the hutabas, you can get a little bit wild.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen people do some crazy fun double logic on the MZ for timers depending upon uh, flight modes chosen like idle up one or idle up two and head speeds. Shaggy, you got any other examples of uh, logic?
2: Not really. I don't think I really use that. <laughs> I mean, I I use it for like synchronizing with la- with uh gears with um well my on my my Mustang. Okay. For the retracts, you know, I have uh so so I have the FMS P51 Mustang. It's got uh retract gears and also it has synchronizing doors that cover it there. And I have it where the so the retracts will go in and they'll go in at a certain time. So I have it set for a a a, a, a um a certain time you know time delay for them to go in. And then about eh, five, six seconds later, then the doors will slowly go in. But, of course, you got I had to make it synchronized where it will – the doors will open before the gears come out because I, I actually screwed up. When I was messing around figuring that out, messed up and had the gears come out and it pushed the whole doors open and, and I yanked the servos out and, yeah, it was fun. Uh, wow. But I also have it where the retracts are – so the retracts, when I flip the switch for the retracts to go in, they'll go in immediately. Like they'll start – the synchronizing very immediately but when I have them go out I have it like on a 10 second delay and nothing no no real main reason just I wanted it like that uh so when I flip the switch then you know it would be 10 seconds before they actually start coming out Uh, again no real reason that's just the way I wanted it but I haven't really messed with synchronized you know messed with logic like that really much at all I mean I, I do have like multiple timers when I fly the E7 I've got my normal timer which is at a throttle hold and seeing a a input, or a signal input with the speed control, but when you start, because I, you know, so I could track, you know, I always track all my flights and flight times and everything, but when you hit throttle hold, especially if I'm doing a lot of autos, it stops the timer. So, I have another timer on a button that, when I flip out a throttle hold, I'll hit that button at the same time. So, when I'm doing autos, it will count the, it will count them as well.
0: Yeah. I just have a timer that uh the moment I bring the collective or throttle out of uh, the very bottom negative setting, the timer turns on. so the only time the timer would turn off is when I'm on the ground and full negative, or if I'm doing an inverted punch out at full power at full full negative, which is a lot rarer because I spend a lot of time doing auto rotations <laughs> um you know an interesting thing you mentioned delay. Um, for F3C, since I hover at mid stick, but when I go into my idle up, so I don't hover at mid stick, I actually have a a delay on the, um, on the conditions so that when I go from idle, when I go from normal to idle up one, it delays the movement of all three servos to, uh, go to zero pitch. That way the model doesn't, um, dive towards the ground, which is pretty cool. I've used it before. Also, uh, I remember I used it for my Align 550 with uh, a Align speed control. I did a throttle channel delay because uh, the the Align ESC would would enact the settings so fast that it was like popping. It was it was it was like making popping sounds in the drivetrain, and so I enacted a condition delay for the throttle channel, and that way it uh, it moved up head speed slower. Uh oh, okay. Moving to some more physical things about the radio. I don't know. Let's do Pitch Expo.
2: <laughs> That's something new about that I didn't hear about, which I just heard recently. So cool, I want to learn about that. Start talking.
0: <laughs> so I had heard I'd heard it mentioned by, by another, and I'll leave I'll leave him nameless uh in another in another podcast. Um and it come up with some fly from the flying field. Um, I run quite a bit of collective pitch, and a lot of people know you never really see me do any grass mowing or get really close to the ground. The big reason is, is I just don't feel like I have precision hovering inverted for grass cutting. I feel like I'm just going to – I'm but a twitch away of putting the model right to the ground, so I'm not going to risk it. Uh, I also have a maneuver in F3N. Uh, it is an inverted hover with a pirouette, and you have to take it's like three seconds to do the pirouette. And a lot of times I find I'm all over the place. I'm over-controlling the model. And I've been trying a couple different ways over the seasons to, to help this. Last season, I just had a collective curve that was... Highly reduced from like from like my normal higher pitch to a much lower pitch. It was to the point the model felt really dead, but it did a better job. However, uh, pretty much all of our nicer radios actually have pitch expo. Um, they adjust it in different ways though. Spectrum is a basically a checkbox or not a checkbox. It's a enabled or disabled. and then you can move your five point curve around on your pitch channel to basically recreate a more or less Expo and, it, and with a, with it a, with a pitch expo enabled, it will smooth it out for you. In Fataba, for the 16 SZ, 18SZ, and 18MZ, there are is actually an expo curve on the collective pitch. You can change it from spline to expo, and then at that point you get an expo number like we're used to adjusting on Aileron or Rudder, and you can run that number up and down and watch how much expo you you dial in or dial out. Um I will give this one warning on on this. I was recently working with this. Uh, Start small. (laughs) Start small and also realize that if you adjust it on, like, idle up but not on normal or just do it on normal but not idle up or you don't adjust it on your your throttle throttle hold pitch curve, that you could cause your model to jump. So, you need to take an account. Like, what I did is… I enabled a little bit of, of the expo of a pitch expo on both normal, idle one, and throttle hold so they all matched. That way the model wouldn't jump, and I just matched up all three flight modes. Um, and I experimented with some different values just to get a feeling for it. I came away with this after I experimented with it. The number I think will work for competition, inverted hovering, or grass cutting is much higher than I am comfortable doing a full 3D routine with today. So, um, I think I will work into it slowly and get more comfortable with it. However, I was playing with it in like upright figure eights. I've never heard a model so quiet and doing upright figure eights flying around in front of me outside because it was so fine on on the mid area in the collective pitch when when I was swinging through pitch range to keep that model you know nice and level it was staying nice and level no matter what I was doing and it didn't make much noise on the rotor head what do you got with your experimentation there topolo uh,
1: well i mean i, I tried it <laughs> it works on the e5 how
0: how do you do how do you adjust it in the in jetty
1: same thing, there's a, there's a whole big menu of exponentials and dual rates, and pitch is one of the things on there. Okay. Jetty does things a little bit, um, instead of there being like dedicated menus for everything, like a dedicated pitch or a dedicated control menu, it's, it's all done through functions. And everything that says aileron elevator pitch, those are just named functions. So when you go into the dual rates and expo menus, it's just, here's a list of functions on your radio, and you can do whatever you want with them. Yeah, yeah. And pitch, pitch is one of them. You can
0: do what you want with it. Um, yeah, I'd have to say, when I was playing around with the Exponential on the pitch, I played with, oh, like three to 40. <laughs> um, and, you know, it was crazy. Uh, it was crazy where, like... Um, When I got into the forty when I got into the higher ranges, doing continuous flips and rolls the model stayed in place and didn't deviate much. I had to throw my stick a lot further than I was used to, but the model stayed in place. It didn't fall, it didn't come towards me, it didn't go away, it didn't climb. It just stayed there. But when it when I went to go do TikToks, the model was an absolute mess because it was accelerating so hard when I got deeper into the stick throw of the collective. Um, so it was, it was also one of those things is fly your maneuvers, see how the heli goes. Um, you know, do, do, do climb outs, uh, inverted and right side up. Does the model feel like it's behind your stick movements? Like, like you did your movement and the the model's catching up or is it still too twitchy in a hover? You know, you gotta, you gotta find the fine spot.
1: Um, I would say, do you want to mow grass like a boss or just die in a fire?
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually think I might uh, enable a a mode that is for like a flight mode, just for inverted hovering. That's super stable and won't be a you know a flying 3D mode.
1: It's worth mentioning some blades react differently around center as well. Definitely, some airfalls are pretty linear. Some are very dead around center and then pick up very quickly. Yep. Like another Roger Tex on the Super Light X3. They're very touchy around center, but uh when I had the V blades, which were thin cord blades, and put them on the E5, which is heavy for what they were, they were uh pretty dead around center, so there wasn't any twitchiness.
0: Huh. Yeah, I I did my test on a my E5 super stretch with the standard 716s, not the uh not the F3C blades and not the 696 so I'm looking forward to do a little more testing and find what I'm comfortable with Um, there is another way talking, talking with some guys who have more experience in it than me where I've run into some of the F3C guys they actually run 3D curves that always hover at mid stick and that's a way to not use pitch expo so you don't have models accelerating crazily when you get towards the extremes of your pitch but you also get a nice linear feel from the model but that's also one of those areas you're probably not trying to do a mid-pitch inverted hover and cut grass you're looking to be specific for precision on f3c hey last item here this is uh oh boy this is shaggy's baby range test
1: Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Range make test. Make sure you do it. I gonna start calling him range test. <laughs> hey, range test, what you doing? Yep, that's... Okay, that's my new name, I guess. <laughs> oh, here we go. You're too good at these, uh... There's too many things you do that make me give you nicknames. Sorry, Shaggy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I know. You are the only guy I know who range tests every single flight, though.
2: Hey, you know... I don't, I, I, I
1: don't want to dig you on safety, but it is kind of funny looking. Hey, you
2: know what? I don't care because I know that if there's something going on, something may have You'll something that may have happened. I'm gonna find it, hell yes, and I found it many you times. Pre-flight. I'm not taking my two thousand dollar heli or plane in the air and then all of a sudden. That's not oh, the worth
1: actually. How many people do we know that still do pre flights? I mean I do, because I like my stuff not exploding.
0: Pre flights, yes. Range checks every day or every flight?
2: No. Nah. I do it. You know, it's just because that's what my dad taught me when I start, first started flying planes back when I was young.
1: And yeah, but it radios just are super janky.
2: But yeah, but still, anything could fail, and it, it's just, why risk it? Why risk, you know, it's something as simple as just walking? Because most of these radios have a feature. We can lower the, lower the voltage, lower the... the the voltage yeah, that is, the sig- that is in the signal, so Maybe you, you don't do have that. to go, like, 1,000 feet. You can just go, like, 30 meters and then, not even that, honestly. It's, like, 10 meters, I think, these range tests are are saying. And you're good.
1: I mean, That's usually what I will do. Like, I'll do it, like, the first day or if I change something. Or if it's been a while, I'll look. Changing. A lot of times what I do is, uh, I, when I do do a range check, I also
2: turn my back away from it. So the antenna is facing the opposite direction. Because if there was something wrong with your signal, that will show it.
0: Agree. Yeah, I was, uh...
2: People always stare at me, but I'd rather take 20 seconds, not even 20 seconds, to walk a few meters away and turn my back to it just to check all the functions than to go up there, fly around, and fly into someone's camper and, and be embarrassed and have a really bad day and have to pay that.
0: Uh, range tests after firmware updates... Range tests after radio changes. If you've been playing with your wiring, um, I, I, I I'll agree with you on that. Um, if a model's been crashed, yeah, range test. But um, I, past that, I'm doing flight checks. Is, is the helicopter is the helicopter flight ready? Um, I do those usually once a day. So I'll do at least once a day. I'll start yanking and everything, and then during the day. Um, usually, every flight, I check and see that the controller' is fully booted up and is and is reacting i had um, i 've had a couple different manufacturers boot up funny and um i 've caught myself from you know just by doing a pre check before I go out and fly i 've caught myself before something bad would have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know, you know, from, you know, you mentioned turning around Shaggy, uh, you know, I, before I put fastest, uh, you know, F- Futaba fastest into my heli, I was still flying fast and I had the, 18 uh, se Um, it doesn't give you signal strength, but the fastest does. And I remember I, uh, I powered up the receiver on the table, just a battery and a receiver and uh, took the radio and started walking away with it on the field. Who's And it was fun to watch. Uh, It was fun to watch the antenna and the signal strength, what it did. Um, I was surprised to find that turning around and walking away didn't actually do much. But, walking behind a 40-foot RV. (laughs) That's
1: a lot of metal. (laughs) That's a whole lot of stuff. That
0: showed. That showed. Like, yo, guy, there's something between us. (laughs)
1: 2.4 doesn't penetrate worth a damn. Yeah. um, Every time... uh I've had someone, like, I'm buddy boxing them, and they, they'll land fine, but they don't kill the motor in time, so it just rolls on down past the hill at Thornburg. I'm like, well, we get to walk now, because the failsafe just went off. Yeah, yeah. Because there's about 200 feet of dirt and rock and gravel between us and the plane.
2: You know, I actually, uh, I landed my extra 260 and, and went a little too far, and went below, uh, you know, down down in that part, and I was able Sometimes to... Sometimes you
1: get lucky. You I was lucky.
2: Some... I was able to throttle my back. I was like... Should be coming. There it is. You see the top of the plane.
0: Sometimes
1: you're, sometimes you're lucky and you can get um, multipathing signals. Yeah, yeah. Or, no, or there's not too much crud in the ground.
0: You guys have been by my house. What you haven't, you probably haven't really noticed is, is it there is a small incline that my, on the street I'm on. And yes. um, yeah, when I used to play around with RC cars up front, I found myself Aww. lifting my lifting my transmitter above my head to get control of my car.
2: People driving by like, what the hell is this fool doing? He doesn't know how to drive. (laughs) I'm just getting signal. Having your hands full in the air.
0: Uh, Well, that ran us through the range of topics on radios. Anything else you guys want to spend time on on this?
1: I mean, this this was kind of a quicker one. I mean, really, this was just like the basics of it. I mean, you can only get so detailed before it's time to RTFM, and we gotta start talking about radio specifics.
0: Yeah, and and for many of those who might have gathered it, I, you know, <laughs> I don't wanna, I don't wanna get into like a. I don't want to get into brand wars. I don't want to do a full on like here's Fataba and it's the greatest kind of episode. <laughs> I like to be holistic. I like to see the support of the hobby. I you know, I have my sponsors, and I support my sponsors, and I will definitely help everyone I can in this hobby, no matter the equipment you're flying. Um for those you might have picked up, you know, I fly Fataba, Mike's flying jetty, uh DePaul's flying jetty, and Shaggy's flying spectrum. We all actually fly different transmitters.
1: Free agent go. <laughs> it's nice. So, basically, each one
2: of us saying, your stuff sucks, your stuff is shit, my stuff's the best. Basically, we say that all the time. I'm immune to that,
1: dude. The whole time I've been at Thornburg, I've had from Robert, Casey, and a couple other the old fogies, like, Futabo's the best, whatever radio has, insert X sucks. (laughs) It's all fun and games, at least, well, sometimes. Everybody's been giving me crap about Spectrum, but hey, customizable radio.
0: Yeah, he's nerd-stamped himself more than once with it.
1: Hey, I've never killed anything. I've just found sometimes Gally insanely X3. roundabout ways to do. S- now that was any radio.
0: You did it. You did it with yourself on that radio.
1: I changed the pitch because I wanted to play with it, and I didn't think to can reconsider playing with one inch margins everywhere.
0: You don't play with you don't play with shit before you do demos, dude. <laughs>
1: that was a demo. That was me taking the piss. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I didn't see a team shirt on. Did you?
0: Yeah, you had a you had a badge on that said uh, Urcha.
1: Oh. Hey, you said, give me some violent 3D. I
0: said, I want You did say 3D. that, Rob. Did I got to go. Dude, find violent, because <laughs> I don't think I said violent. I heard he
1: violent. said he, he said he wanted 3D. I gave it to him.
0: <laughs> he gave me 3D.
1: That was the the ending fight of the day, and I'm like, well, these blades have more than 50 fights on them. That's much too long for an (laughs) X3. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. We we just have to get exceptionally stupid with these. I'm in a net. I can't hurt anybody but me. Exactly. And me, because I was inside, too. Yeah. That was actually being... I wasn't being too ridiculous, but yeah, that was... That was... What an anticlimactic way to crash a heli.
2: Yeah. Hey, everybody loved it. Everybody was cheering, and... Bill Ann got it on video, so there will be a video. I want to see it, because I want to see the part where
1: I realize that, oh wait, there's not as much pitch here because there's Expo. RIP. (laughs) The funny thing is, crappy carbon fiber blades are very loud on concrete. Yes. Yes. I was thoroughly amused by that. I was like, wow, there's so much noise for something that was so anticlimactic. It broke blades and the little servo breakaway tabs. That's it. Like, nothing else in this is damaged. And a boom. Yeah, I dented a boom, and I bent it straight, and I'm like, yeah, this is probably okay.
0: We've hit a uh, main topic. Let's get into closeout. 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 Yep. Closeout. So, closeout. We're doing closeout. We are? Yep, doing closeout. And usually, what we're covering closeout is uh, you no know, upcoming fun flies that we're going to, uh, one or all of us from uh, the Telerotor RC podcast. And first up, mention uh, mentioned uh, Cabin Fever will actually be there, but by the time this podcast is published, uh, it will have already happened. So, look forward to seeing everyone there flying planes and helis and multirotors. I was actually an absolute riot to watch the multirotor guys last year as they cartwheeled their stuff in their multirotor area. <laughs>
2: <Stumbleweed>. <laughs> um
0: After that, the next event on our calendars is the 2018 Super Pole at RC Helis Only in Nightdale, North Carolina. And you can find the event on RC Flight Deck. Uh, search the word super. Uh, that event is on April the 20th through April the 22nd. And uh, yeah, we've actually been talking with them all. See if we can't go get like a midnight viewing of uh
1: Super Troopers too. Super
0: Troopers too. You know, go drag. Come on,
1: who's in for it, man? Go drag. We'll a, do
0: it. Go drag a whole fun fly to uh, to it. Which would, hell yes, which would be I'll awesome. Because we can They'd, we can all we can all scream I'll out pass. lower at the same time, and the whole theater won't know it except for the uh, thirty you know of what? us there.
1: <laughs> if we have enough people, we could probably almost depending on that area, we might even be able to run out an entire movie theater. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> can you imagine that a whole fun fly? A whole fun fly of stupid heli pilots just losing their shit to super troopers too.
0: Yeah, you know we uh, Casey did something similar when uh, he he closed down the uh,
1: the go kart track, the super
0: kart track uh, yeah. at uh, Dominion Raceway, and we took a whole fun fly over there and and raced uh, go karts, which was absolutely hilarious because we didn't we didn't get black flagged, which would usually happen when the public's there with us. So they they let us, because we all knew each other and they all knew us, uh, they knew who we were they uh, they let us get away with more than usual when we had an absolute riot So Yep, uh, so that's the next event in April 20th through the 22nd RCHO Super Pole, we'll find it on Flight Deck um, Also I think we already mentioned it once, but yeah the uh, Heli Spring Fling is also on Flight Deck as well, um, you'll find it in, uh, you'll find it on RC Flight Deck, search uh, Fling or Spring Fling Uh, flight deck likes, you know, specific words. If you can find something specific about that uh, name of that event, you can usually find them. Um, Last but not least, if you're interested in other events we're planning to go to, we have uh, our 2018 heli calendar on a spreadsheet in Google Drive, open to the public. You can find links on our Facebook page at um, facebook.com slash telerotor, T-E-L-L-A-R-O-T-O-R. Anyone got anything
1: else? Um nope. Mike, i think I'm good. Cool. I can't think of anything insane, offensive, all of the above to say, so I think that's it. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm trying to think of something.
1: I'm I trying mean blank. I, I could say SOON about the five five six, but other than that. <laughs> I wanna see it. Well, you can drive up here if it happens to be here and it wasn't lost in the sea and I don't have to call James Cameron and rent a deep sea vessel.
2: I want to see it. I may actually have to do that.
0: Well, if you could remember where his house is at.
2: It's the one with uh, the mullet machine out front. Yeah, I, I know that far, but I fell asleep for the rest of the way, so I do
1: not know. I'll just give you an address. Yeah. You go all the way up the beltway, and then you go up another road, and then that's it. I'll have to stop by the work. It's the northern version of the Thornburg Field. You literally go down a highway, and then you turn.
0: Uh, no, it's not. It's the, it's furthest, worse. It's the furthest thing for being like getting to Thornburg.
1: It, it's slightly worse. <laughs> not by much, though.
0: <laughs> okay well with all that said uh thank you everyone and uh keep whatever side of your helicopter up you want
2: <laughs> and you can land it on either way as well mike throws sideways i throws on the top on the, on the head i
1: vote trash can <laughs> what <laughs> yeah man land it in the trash can yeah oh, tail no. slide yard dumpster no one's done it yet i want to see it Otherwise okay, we're just gonna go buy like three of those GART four fifties off of eBay for fifty bucks a piece and we're just gonna try. I'll do it with the one eighty. If we can't get it if we can't do it in five helis, then we're failures as pilots. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay, challenge accepted, we'll do that spring fling. Everyone buys one of those crappy
1: four fifties that costs fifty bucks and we see what happens. I'm game, you game Rob, you game Mike? I'd be surprised if anyone actually gets them flying. For more than five seconds, but if they do, yeah. challenge accepted. From all of us
0: at Telerotor RC Podcast, thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you on the field. You can find us online on Facebook.com at Telerotor RC Podcast or on Podbeam. Welcome to the bloopers for this episode. We recommend you listen to them in private as the audio is loud and the subject matter a bit sophomoric. Enjoy. I think we're ready.
2: No. Yep. Hang on. You sure I'm still recording? Yeah, kinda. Kinda. I, ah, I hate that peak. All right. I'm good. I'll figure it out. I'll deal with it. Done.
0: Just to continue the tradition that Mike started, you got me all
2: peaked. Oh, no. <laughs> hmm. No. No, I'm. I, you know what? I'm. I'm even cutting that out of the bloopers. And that's not even going in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's just easier to f- cut it out.
2: Yes, just erase it. Done.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna kick this thing off.
2: Vacuum? What? Nope. Extension hose? Now nah, you don't need that.
0: Will you shut the f- up <laughs> for a moment? <laughs>
2: No, you can't make me quiet. Never.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll call your cell phone. That'll <laughs> you
2: up. <laughs> oh crap! There was something. There was something. Oh shoot! There was something. Oh 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 oh. Okay, so I don't know if you want to have this later in or now. Okay, Paula Abdul. Oh my god. <laughs> So, he's a thumber, I'm a pincher. So... Nope.
0: I'm a pincher.
2: What? Mm-hmm. Then why is your switch so high up?
0: It depends on how you hold the radio.
2: <laughs> okay, now you got me feeling stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of basic where most people have their... Well... You had throttle hold on the left. See, I have always had throttle hold on the right because that's what it's always been for me. And Dude, by, were yeah. you
0: on were you on MDMA when I let you fly my model? My throttle hold is
1: not on the left.
2: <laughs> oh, your idol son of a bitch. <laughs>
1: Dude, I am get losing this. it tonight. Party in a box. Get this boy I'm a I'm dr- mute my
2: I'm going to mute get, my microphone and just shut up.
0: Get this boy a drug test. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, I'm just gonna mute my microphone and just shut the hell up. Screwing <laughs> everything up. I'm just gonna be quiet this whole episode. Ugh. But but unfortunately, you cannot use Vitava with Spectrum because of the ends.
0: Uh. Again, I'm gonna well, disagree with a, you.
2: There's adapters That's, I need to start. Sh- I need to start thinking before I start speaking.
0: <laughs> this is <laughs> fun. I'm That's actually right. I'm actually holding the end that does yeah, this I work know, in I know. my hand. It comes with
2: because... a freaking real flight thing too.
0: Yes it does.
2: That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I need to start thinking before I start speaking. <laughs>